Behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey Southwest Live for May 16th, 2021. Tonight's scheduled guest, Arizona State Head Coach Greg Powers. Behind the Mask's College Hockey Southwest Live is brought to you by Verizon Wireless. Experience Verizon's 5G and 5G Ultra Band for business. Verizon Wireless 5G, built right. The NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our three valid locations or go to behindthemask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. For the best margaritas and more, go to mexicanmoonshine.com to see how to get your bottle today. UNLV Hockey. ACHA Division I Hockey under the bright lights of Las Vegas. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, dine-in, take-out, or catering your next event. We're at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Caesars Entertainment Resorts. Anywhere you want to go, you can bet there's a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. Burrito Express, the East Valley's home of the always-available breakfast burrito. Go to burritoexpress.com for the location near you. And by College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. ASU alumni owned and operated. College Hockey Southwest Live presented by Behind the Mask is a part of the IceTimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Welcome in hockey fans, college hockey fans, if you will. This is College Hockey Southwest Live presented by Behind the Mask and the Behind the Mask locations here in the Phoenix metro area as well as BehindTheMask.com. Scott Strandy joining you from beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona today where we topped out just under 100 degrees today. My co-host as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me out on beautiful Long Island, New York where it's probably a balmy, I don't know, 110, something like that. Paul, how are you? Uh, not today. No, it was, it was actually a very nice 72. Um, Spent a lot of the afternoon uh, with my phone watching uh, the Vegas and Minnesota Wild game. I also uh, took my son out for a driving lesson, watched the uh, Islanders and Penguins, and now I'm watching this uh, rugby scrum, better known as Tampa Bay in Florida, as was getting ready for this uh, the show tonight, and uh, that's where we were. This is, it was very nice, and it, it has a positive effect on my mood. Although I wouldn't have complained about 100 either, so. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, well, tonight's going to be a great show because we finally have the coach back on from Arizona State University. Greg Powers joining us here in about, oh, 12 minutes or so. So we'll look forward to having Coach on and finding out what's been going on around Sun Devil Nation. All the rumors that we hear, maybe we'll put them all to uh, to fact or uh, myth tonight. How about that? What rumors? I don't know anything about rumors. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, I knew you wouldn't. Uh, so anyway, folks, this is normally our reaction show. Paul and I like to say that we talk about what happens on the weekend games, or at least I do. Paul would rather see games every day of the week in college hockey, if that yeah. were at all possible. Yeah. But uh, the, the design of it is so we can talk about what's going on uh, over the past weekend. So obviously, NCAA hockey has been done for a little while. So what we do in the summertime is we start digging into things. Uh, we want to know about buildings. We want to know about rosters. We want to know about schedules. 
We don't know about all those things that uh, what happened in the off season and get prepared for the upcoming season. Um, currently, I can tell you that what I've seen, uh, I, I think I want to watch St. Thomas take on St. Cloud on October 2nd, unless something comes up between now and then that blows me away and says, no, don't go watch that. But um, Is that the second? Game. I don't remember exactly what date that was. Se- was that the second? Second and okay. third of October. And okay. then, of course, we know the NCHC uh, conference schedule gets underway on uh, the 5th of November. So there's a month of October there where there's going to be a lot of teams playing non-conference games and getting uh, themselves ready for their conference season. And we'll talk to Coach about that, find out what he's got yeah. in line for his team, if he'll give us any information on that. I'm guessing well, their nothing, roster will be out soon. Well, if nothing else, at least uh, give us an idea of when the schedule will come out, even if you're not going to tell us who's on it. We know the breakdown. <laughs> Right. Uh, that was uh, put out there this week, uh, 20 home games and 16 road games, um, the most home games in a season ever. The uh, So, you know, that's uh, a, a good start. Uh, and, you know, and Paul, the crazy part about that is uh, I, I'm very happy about that, obviously, but <laughs> I, I'm, I'm surprised. I am surprised that they would do that um, without uh, – saving it for that first big year in the new arena. I thought maybe that's when they would blow in 20 home games, but maybe they're planning on doing it every year. Who knows? Now, right? Listen, you know, I mean, they probably can stay home as long as they're an independent. They probably can stay home the entire months of January and February. If, if, <laughs> if they were let, if they were allowed to uh, without going on the road, because as we say every week, uh, and it's amazing how many people want to go play them in January and February. <laughs> no, it's and I not. know you, you. You wouldn't. You wouldn't mind coming down for that type of thing for a little while in the winter time and and nope. experiencing some of this beautiful desert weather. Okay, so so many things have happened. Yeah. Like I said, the Saint Saint Cloud put their schedule out. Right. The NCHC put their composite schedule out. Right. Uh, things are leaking here and there. Um, well, okay. You know, we That's had Rico Blasi on last Sunday night. Right. And uh, we found out a little bit about what he was planning to do with uh, now six NCAA schools uh, in the state of Minnesota alone. He's got no problem finding uh, competition, that's for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, and he talked uh, candidly about the fact that he doesn't know when they're going to be able to compete for a national championship. But he did say that he wants to win a conference championship. And I'm sure when we get coach on, he's going to tell us the same thing is that, you know, winning any championship, anytime you win a trophy, it's good for your program. Sure. Absolutely. You know, so, 100%. So let me ask you this. This okay. past weekend, and it just wrapped up uh, Friday, Saturday, I think, um, coach had his 2014, 2015, and 2015 national championship ACHA team right, right. here in the Valley for a little reunion. So I'm going to ask him about that, uh, what that That'll was like. Uh, to get started. And of course, as you mentioned earlier, uh, his daughter, Isabel has been playing uh, some pretty big time girls hockey and uh, went to a national tournament out in Philadelphia. So uh, what was unique about that, Paul is while they were in Philadelphia, I was in uh, Allen, Texas and Steve Martinson's wife was with their daughter in Philadelphia competing in the same tournament. So (laughs) it's really weird. The hockey world is so small. You know what, and and I and I said this to you a, few, a little while ago. Um, it's nice to have some topics. Now, granted, they're still hockey related, but it's nice to have some topics to talk to the coach about that is not either about last year's season or the upcoming season. Uh, 
So that'll be good. Um, as we sit there and, and, and try to navigate as we do the off season. And this gives us, you know, and who knows what those questions could lead to. Well, I, I know another question that I have is that, uh, I want to know at the beginning of the last season if he thought he was going to have his year-end team awards and not have Johnny Walker in one of them. Wow. <laughs> and, a, and a lot of that had to do with Johnny's injuries and things like yeah, that. Sure. But it, it sure looks strange to see the leading scorer uh, in the goal scorer in the country just about. Uh, I think he still is now because some guys left, left yeah. the program, but um, not to be one of his uh, award winners. So I'm sure he's got lots of stuff to talk about on that end of it. And then, like I said, we'll want to know what's going on in the future and how things are going. And, of course, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that uh, Mitch Terrell, their longtime or their only really SID for the NCAA program, uh, stepped aside to do some personal things. He's, uh, yep. he's doing PR and construction, so good for Mitch. Yeah, well, you know, listen, um, he – you know, he's got the two kids now and, you know, anybody that's had little kids and, and toddlers and infants and knows how hard that is for one person to do. And, he, you know, he had, a, he, you know, he made his decision and we wish him nothing but the best. Um, you know, when he's doing all that traveling, when you have children that young is really hard. So. Yeah, and especially when you're with an independent program in the desert right. and you're making a lot of trips cross-country as it's right. been in the past, it uh, right. makes it a little bit more challenging. So best of luck to Mitch as uh, he pursues his uh, his new venture. Um, in the meantime, like I said, we had uh, Coach Blasey on last Sunday, and he gave us a good look at St. Thomas, one of the new programs. I saw that uh, Rick Zombo was named the ACHA Men's Division One Coach of the Year. Of course, we know where Rick Zombo is going in the future. He's going to yeah. uh, an NCAA program. So, right. congratulations to Coach on that. And, well, I want, uh, and go ahead. I wanted to get these in uh, really quickly before the coach comes on because we, you know, we, we, I mean, obviously we we don't know how it'll work out. But uh, Ben Barr went from being an assistant coach at UMass to being the new head coach at Maine. Uh, Chris Mayot at Colorado College is uh, filling out his uh, coaching staff. Uh, Chris Stewart, as uh, Joe Paisley mentioned a couple of weeks ago, was named as an assistant coach. And uh, Peter Menino, uh, who was a goalie at, uh, at, you know, at the uh, University of Denver, uh, he is also going to be an assistant coach with Chris May out there at Colorado College. So uh, that kind of stuff getting done now. Uh, try to mention it as much as we can. And, uh, you know, uh, like I said, we don't know. We, well, I don't know enough about these guys to say, <laughs> hey, this guy's going to be a great coach or this guy's not. So I don't want to make that kind of leap or that sort of judgment. But we do we definitely have to acknowledge the fact that this is what's going on. So, Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's take a quick break and let's come back and let's bring on the head coach from Arizona State University, Greg Powers, in about two minutes. top teams. America's number one conference is back. See every play, every hit, every goal on nchc.tv. Your home for more than 100 live games. Stream anywhere from the start of the season leading up to the frozen face-off. If it's 
NCHC Hockey. It's on NCHC.TV. Behind the mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smooth. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Oh. All right, and we're back. College Hockey Southwest Live. Scott Strandy joining you from beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein out on beautiful Long Island, New York. And joining us, the head coach at uh, Arizona State University, Coach Greg Powers. So, Coach, uh, Scott, and Paul with you tonight. How are you? Doing well, guys. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. We can hear you you loud and clear. And uh, I'm surprised that we were able to get you on tonight because you had a big weekend going on right now with that uh, reunion of your... ACHA National Championship team, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'd be lying to you if I said I felt good today. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was it was nice. It was nice to see all the guys. It, it, it's obviously been something I've wanted to do for a long time. And, and, and you know, we we moved to Scottsdale uh, about a year ago. We, we lived way north in Anthem for you know you know up until now. Um, so it was hard to 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 host stuff and do stuff. And then obviously with COVID. Uh, you know, you know, winding down hopefully here and, and people being vaccinated. It was a it was a good good fit to do it this weekend and great to catch up with all those guys. Uh, coach, when all you right, have well. out, outings like that, uh, did you get any stories you didn't know before you guys got together this weekend? Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm pretty close with that group and we, we talked we talked quite a bit, uh, the majority of those guys. Um but but I mean I'd be remiss to say every time, the older they get, the the more brave they get. Um, <laughs> so for sure, there there's some good there's some good stuff that comes out every time we get together. But but uh, it's it's no you know no surprise to anybody that knows that group of kids. I mean they they they've all to a to a man become incredibly successful in everything that they're doing, and really really proud of those guys. We wouldn't be where we are today without them. Coach, uh, your program as well has been been very successful, but I know Paul wanted to get this question in there, and he kind of got sidetracked, I think. But uh, you had a chance to watch your daughter play some hockey at the national tournament, I think, didn't you? Yeah, we went out to Philadelphia a couple weeks ago and watched watch her team play, and it was it was a good experience for her to get to go play in the national tournament and at the U14 AAA girls level, and it, so it was a lot of fun. It was it was just good to get away with uh, with her and her team and. Jess and and spend time with her at a at a hockey tournament and just be a hockey dad that kind of watches from the shadows. I had a lot of fun. I'm going to ask this, this question on, even though I know the answer. Is it more stressful to be behind the bench or watching your your, your daughter play? Oh man, it's it's honestly it's I, I don't even know if it's stressful is the word, but frustrating probably more frustrating. <laughs> um, you know, because you're just you're helpless and. You want to just, you know, whatever. But it's, it's, <laughs> no, it's, I, I know. you know, like so. I mean, it was it was a lot of fun. It was 
we went to a flyer game when it ended and and uh got a suite at the flyer game with a couple of the girls and um cliff fletcher who i've, I've become good friends with that lives here in uh in scottsdale and i have lunch with him about once a month uh, obviously his son chuck is the gm and he hooked us up with a suite so that was great and, and the girls really enjoyed that so it was it was a fun trip cool Okay, so let me tell you this, Coach. Uh, on April 5th, I started out on a 30-day venture. I actually got back on May 5th. I went to, uh, to watch the USHL uh, BioSteel All-Star game, uh, went to the Frozen Four, came back, watched some AHL hockey in Colorado, went on to uh, ACHA Nationals in St. Louis, and then went down to Dallas, uh, Frisco, Plano area to watch the uh, U18s. And one thing was in common, Coach, everywhere I went, Everybody saw me and said, how's Greg Powers doing? <laughs> do, you, do you really have that many friends everywhere? <laughs> I don't know if that's a positive thing or not. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, it's, it's, it's been, it's been, I mean, you guys have been around the whole time. It's been a, it's been a whirlwind of a, you know, seven years or however long yeah. it's been now. It's, it's, oh, yeah. you know, it, it's, uh, so it's, 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 you know, the hockey community is small and it's tight knit. And for the most part, you you're gonna be you know you'd be remiss to say you're gonna meet very many bad people in the hockey community um you know and and so yeah that's 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 cool that's that sounds like a hell of a trip though yeah, yeah well without a doubt but uh it was worth it uh we did a lot of branding we uh met a lot of people as you know kirk candy insisted on a uh <laughs> a selfie with him and i because uh he has a lot of respect for you and had a chance to visit with uh, Gary Astalos and, and different people at the ACHA, and, and they all are pattering themselves after the job that you did. And, I mean, not a day went by down there in six days that we didn't have at least one conversation about you and your program. So you're doing something right, Coach. Yeah, well, let's hope we keep doing things right, you know. Um, but, no, they're, they're all good people. It's fun watching that tournament, and I enjoyed watching it and following it and, and what he's done at Adrian's really impressive. It's his second national championship. So, <laughs> you know, it's uh it's no joke what they got going on there and, and, and a lot of those other programs too, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, it's really cool to see and, and continue to follow. I got to sneak one more in Paul quickly, but uh, okay. coach w Wade Regeer stepped away and I had him on the uh, podcast on Wednesday night and, and he was pretty candid about the fact that he'd been there and, uh, now it was time to spend some family time, but he wasn't going to venture too far away from hockey. So I know you and Wade are close as well. So just some thoughts on Wade stepping away from the ACHA level and what that might mean. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was really surprised. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I think it just kind of came out of nowhere, and Wade just made the decision with some changes with their program that maybe it was the best for him and his family to, to maybe spend more time together and you got to respect that he, he's a he's just a good human and he's got a great family up there and he's done such a you know i mean hall of fame type job and I mean, he, he needs to be in the hall of fame in the acha one day and he deserves to be with all the wins and success he's had and the, the way he's built that program up um you know and a couple of national championships and endless you know final fours and um, just, just a great guy and, and a great coach and, and has really built a great program. Okay. Well, I don't want to leave it on that because we have one more thank you to say. And this week the announcement was made that Mitch Terrell, your SID is, is moving on to private things and he's going to be a PR guy for a construction company, but just how much has Mitch meant to your program and, and how much are you going to miss him? 
Oh man, Mitch has I mean Mitch has been with me longer than anybody in our program. Um right now. I mean he 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 was just he he started covering us with the state press um when he was a student when we were ACHA and we didn't get a lot of coverage and he 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 really put the heat on them and his editor to to give us regular coverage and um because he enjoyed it and, and I can't say he knew a lot about the game and and wasn't a incredibly well-versed in, in, in the sport of hockey, but um, he just he just became one of us and did such a good job that we liked to have him around so much. I think his senior year, we, we actually carved out some some budget money for him, and, and I mean <laughs> minuscule, but um, to, run, to run our social media. And, and that's where he kind of got started in the PR gig. And uh, I mean, he was at, you know, the game in Delaware where we won a national championship. He's been there in, in every big moment, you know, for, you know, dating back to a decade of, of being with us. So it's going to be really weird to, to, to not have him around on a daily basis because he's a huge part of our program. He's at pretty much every practice. He obviously goes to every game and um, he's with us on the road and, and at team meals and, and playing cards with the staff. He's one of us, you know, and so we're going to miss him. Um, but we're happy for him because he, he took on a really, really exciting opportunity most importantly for his family and, 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 uh, you know, it's going to be a, a good thing for his family from, uh, from a financial standpoint. And I think he's just excited to, to stay local and, and continue to, to be a part of the program, but, but in the stands, you know, having a beer. Yeah, I don't know if it's premature yet to say this, but, uh, anybody in line for that position yet? Or are you guys still looking? There are there are people that I mean I can imagine a lot of people want it. Um, it, it. Technically, it's 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 not my hire. Obviously, I have influence on it, but there's a lot of really good people that are there now that that are in line for it, and I think they're pretty close to coming up with a solution and a transition that's going to be uh, really good. All right, well, coach, uh, just before we move uh, to forward, uh, now that you've had a chance to kind of sit back and look at things. Uh, about last season uh can you kind of put a bow on 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 what your final thoughts were uh for the past season and the fact that you guys managed to get through an entire season with everything going on and the only two games you guys missed were not because of anything that happened with your program yeah i think that's the story that that, that's going to be told when it comes to you know the the 2021 season as far as it pertains to our program is is I don't, I, you know, I, I hope no other collegiate athletic program in any sport has to go through what our, our kids had to go through just to play. Um, we wouldn't wish that on anybody, but, but we're glad we did it. And, and I think the, 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 the bow to tie and be really proud of is, is all those miles and on all that, that adversity and, and everything we had to go through just to play. Uh, and we got it done. Our guys were bought into it. They did Everything they needed to do to do it. I mean, 36 days is the first trip. And, you know, when you talk about we didn't complain about it. You guys know how we roll. We just try to yeah. go at it and, and not create excuses and, and use those to our advantage. But, man, it was hard. And, and I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, you know, not really being able to leave your room and see see each other. Um, like little things. I mean, you could feel our guys getting weaker as the season went on. We, we, we weren't allowed to work out. I mean, we're, you know, we're playing, you know, against teams that are, you know, working out in multi-million dollar facilities and our guys couldn't work out. I mean, you know, the hotel gyms were closed for the most part and 
the ones that were open wouldn't close them to regular guests or guys couldn't go in with regular guests and little things like that, you know, not being able to have team meetings, you know, in hotels uh, because they wouldn't allow large groups or team meals, it, it, on and on and on, just, you know, but our guys got it done. You know, they, they, they got it done and, and we played every game that we were supposed to play minus two that, that obviously were out of our control. But um, that's the story we're going to tell. And I think the, the, the message moving forward for everybody in our program, myself, the staff, the players, is, is, is it's never going to be harder than it was this year, ever, in, in every way. You know, and, and um, doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but it's never going to be harder. And, and, and so we will fear nothing after what we went through to play this season, that's for sure. Did you have, and at least from the outside it looked that way, uh, one or two games where you were like, am I going to be able to put a lineup out on the ice? We, we had four games um, where, where, where it started to feel that way. After Notre Dame, um, the, the game where Justin Robbins started and, and we beat him, uh, we lost a couple guys in that game to injury. We lost Wilson again uh, with, with the hit to the head that he took, now from his what's going to be current teammate, <laughs> Colin Tyson. Um, and uh, it, we lost the, we lost, and we lost a couple guys to COVID and then a couple guys to contact tracing. And so we went to... Madison and, and had 14 abled body skaters for that series. We dressed more than that, but but guys that were dressed were giving us maybe two three minutes and, and and just giving guys as much of a spell as they could, doing the best they could with with what they had to work with. And then we lost three more there, and we literally had 11 abled skaters at at Minnesota for that second series. And it was just you know we knew we were up against it. We we we, we were below the threshold of what you could be to, to, you know, quote, I guess forfeit the games and, and go, you know, because of the COVID protocols, but our guys and, and we all collectively made the decision that we wanted to look back and say that, Hey, you know, we, we got through this and um, we overcame all that adversity and played every game that we were supposed to play. And um, you know, Minnesota knew that, that we were short and, and knew what, what, the, what they were going to be facing. It wasn't really us. But uh, we got through it. We got through it, and, and then I think we came back and reset, and and obviously ended you know pretty pretty strong, you know, and and you know when you, you can go through that and then and play your last game on the road, and win five nothing against a Big Ten team, we can build on that. Coach, before we move forward and talk about the future, um, if I had asked you about this time last year that you would have your uh, year end team awards out and Johnny Walker wouldn't be a part of them. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm guessing. I'm guessing you would have said, "Nah, you're something wrong with you, my friend." For well, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's uh, it's obviously no fault of Johnny. I mean, he 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 was he suffered a, a big time injury. You know, I mean, he missed half the year, more than half the year, and 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 when he came back, he he wasn't himself. He wasn't because he, he wasn't able to train, and he refused to not be with the team. In his defense, like um, because he's such a good leader and such a good teammate, he he you know he knew he probably would have been better off coming back to, to Tempe and, and, and going through rehab and, and doing everything that he needed to do back here away from us. But he did not want to do that. He, he refused to not be with us. And so it was, it was a little bit slow moving with him getting back to, to, to form. And, and he was not back to him. The Ohio State Series was the only one where he was back to himself. Uh, Johnny came. He wasn't supposed to play at Minnesota. And he got cleared the day before the game, and, and he skated one time, kind of in a halfway skate, in that first series at Minnesota, um, and uh, he was maybe fifty percent, maybe 
from a conditioning standpoint, from everything. And and then, you know, Johnny being Johnny in his second game back pulls off that goal, right? So right. um so no, you know, he 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 is uh he's he's wound up. He's wound up and and really itching to get get into the season and um he's in the best shape of his life already and and he is motivated is motivated and more motivated than I've ever seen him. Um, and he's going to have a huge year for us. And, um, you know, I mean, we're, we're four months away from, from, you know, really starting and, and you know, he's going to be in incredible shape and and ready to go. So let me ask you this on that same note is, uh, uh, maybe the biggest benefit of this season was the fact that the NCAA realized that and granted that year. So as a coach, has that been a difficult thing for you to deal with? Or is that extra year of eligibility something you're embracing? Well, we're for sure embracing it. Um, I think we're proud. We're really proud that we had the amount of kids that wanted to use it here and not explore other places. Um, there's not other schools that can say that because um, they want to finish. They want to finish what they started. Jacob Wilson had offers. He could have gone. He could have gone pro. And um, Willie Neerham and Sean Doogie could go a lot of places. But the, they, these guys want to come back here and... Um, you know, there's a sour taste in all of our mouths. I mean, obviously with COVID, it, it affected everybody the year that, that uh, you know, the tournaments got canceled and we would have been in and, and all that stuff. And then this year, we just kind of got dealt a, a crappy deck of cards and, and played them the best we could. So, you know, we're we we are, we're, we're sour. Like, we're, sa- we, we, we're sour. Like, we're going to have a huge chip on our shoulder um, heading into next season. And, um and we really, we really like our team. So um, we're, we're proud of, we're proud of the fact those guys are coming back. We're thrilled they're coming back. Um, you know, it's, it's a, it's an interesting landscape with the portal and instant, you know, eligibility for transfers and all that stuff. And, you know, it, it, the way I look at it, you, you have to adapt or die. You know, it's a landscape is a landscape. And, um, and I think we've done a really good job of that. Okay, so uh, my thought also on that, I know Paul's itching to get in here, so Paul, uh, jump in anytime. But, Coach, the other thing is uh, I've just been so impressed with the way you guys have started to build this building that everybody's waited for forever. And you and I talked for five years now about this building and how exciting it was going to be. And the first week of every month, I drive over to Tempe. I go to my favorite uh, parking garage. I go up to the sixth floor, and I take pictures because I'm so thrilled to see it coming up. Uh, just tell us a little bit about the progress and how happy you are to see the building going on the way it is. Yeah, I mean, those guys are doing an incredible job. I mean, it's starting to get really hot here, and they're out there busting it every day. I, I was fortunate enough to go speak to every construction uh, individual that's working on that project. They brought them all over, and, and I talked to them and told them how, how much of an impact their, their work uh, is making on, on our student-athletes and, and our future, and it made a commitment to them. Hey, you know, in, in – Cause a lot of them probably don't know. I mean, for six and a half years, we've, we've had to, you know, we've had to literally put on our hard hats and work boots and play out of Oceanside to survive and thrive. And, and my commitment to those guys is we're not going to lose our blue collar mentality. When we go and play in that new Taj Mahal, we're going to, we're still going to be a, a hardworking, you know, heavy, you know, physical, um, you know, team that, that, that our fan base has come to custom to, to enjoy and watch play. And, we're not going to change that approach or mentality just because we're playing in a new $115 million arena. And I think they really appreciated that. You know, the guys at Mortensen have been incredible. 
um, you know, and giving me the ability to go over there. We can start with recruits again June 1st, so we might have kids on campus where we can bring over. They have a, a you know, a 3D virtual reality model you can walk through in their office over there, and you literally feel like you're in the building. It's amazing. It's so real. Um, and then the progress that they make every day is, is dumbfounding. I mean, they, you know, they have steel up. I mean, they literally have a ton of steel up, um, and it just came out of nowhere. So, I mean, they're building up. And there's going to be a roof over this thing, you know, by the end of August. And then they then they, they start to do the inside and, and off we go. So it, it is humming. They're doing a great job. And it's it's obviously really exciting. Coach, you brought up June 1st. Uh, how fast did that schedule get booked up after the NCAA said you guys can go back to normal recruiting again? Well, yeah, I mean, it's a good question. I, you know, we like to be outside of the box and we we've adapted and I think a really positive way. And there's, there's, there's a lot of things in the world now that, that you can, nothing will ever substitute being able to sit across the table from a kid and his parents and look them in the eyes and talk to them about your program. We're never going to get away from that. But I think, you know, if, if, if people, in my opinion, in every walks of life and every business, whatever, haven't adapted positively to, um, you know, making changes and, and, and uh, using technology to your advantage and things like that. Um, you know, I, I don't know what to say. Like, it, w- basically, we're, you know, we're going to go out. Like, we're going to go out and we're going to enjoy, you know, not having the ropes on us anymore. But, but we've adapted and, and, and we're not just going to get on a plane to get on a plane. There's a lot of, I think, a lot of coaches that will probably do that. Um, that's not going to be us. You know, we're not just going to go to go. We're going we're gonna to be targeted and we're going to be, um, strategic and, and effective and, um, you know, and, and, and continue to, to do things that way. So this actually kind of cuts down on a lot of the legwork then, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does. I mean, it, you know, it's, uh, I mean, that was kind of the way that you used to be. You, you, and, and I never really saw eye to eye with it. You know, you, you just kind of felt like sometimes you're getting on a plane to get on a plane because you're supposed to, you know, and, and, and that's just working, you know, not smart it's it's not working smart it's working hard but it's not working smart it's not cost effective it's not you know uh effective from a time management standpoint um i think there's a way to do it where you don't just have to to feel like you're doing it that way and that's that's the way we're going to do it moving forward well coach uh, when you talk about the uh the transfer portal i'm sure you've been buzzing around that i think at one point there was like 250 names in there maybe more but uh was there anything in particular that you were looking that thought, hey, we can make our roster better with this, this, or this? Yeah, I mean, we, we prepared for this. We knew it was coming. Um, we knew the one-time transfer rule was going to come. Um, so, you know, the advantage that we had was we finished way before everybody else. So we were able to meet with our guys and and lay it out for them in, in black and white what their opportunity looked like moving forward and, and where we thought we, we had holes to address and you know, deficiencies, you know, in our roster through, through a really, really tough year playing incredible competition on the road, we were able to, we learned a lot about what we have and what we need moving forward. And, and, and clearly we, we didn't like our depth on the back end. We added 4d, um, you know, and, and, and we, we've, I think managed this in my opinion, I'm biased obviously, but I think we've managed it really well. Um, you got to adapt or die. And, and I think that, 
you know, if you can take advantage of, of getting the right kid out of the portal that sees eye to eye with your, your vision and, and, and wants to be a part of your culture and enhance it and come for the right reasons, which all five of these kids absolutely do, then you got you to gotta jump on that without losing sight of the future, which we haven't done because we're bringing in an unbelievable freshman class, our highest rated class to date again. Um, you know, it's, I think it's ranked third in the country right now. And, um, so we, we didn't, we didn't get away from building for the future. And then you want and now with the way that, that, that the landscape is, you have to retain kids too. You got to retain your own. And, and we were able to do that. You know, yes, we had some kids leave, but those were kids that left because, um, essentially they, they didn't think they were going to play, you know, and they want to go somewhere and they want to play. And, and the landscape now is great for kids like that because they can go and they can find homes where there might be a little bit better of a fit and they're going to get more playing time and they're going to be happier. So, um, so for us, we, we've, you know, all the way around, I think used this to our advantage and, um, the three tiers that you want to really focus on retention, uh, transfer portal and then you know building with youth and, and your homegrown guys um, we were able to do all three and by no fault of your own I, I think I've seen Ty Murchison more than you yeah, <laughs> because you because because he was here and then you were uh, away from the rink with the COVID protocol and then I watched him play in the uh, all-star game and I watched him play uh, uh, four or five games with the U18 so uh, a couple of times I was snapping pictures and videos on coach and I wanted to see what he was doing. And uh, I, I saw a couple of times he played on the power play and they had him in front of the net. So he can carry the puck. He can play defense. He can go in front of the net if he needs to be. He's a jack of all trades, if you ask me. Is that what you thought you were getting when you signed Ty Murchison? Yeah, it's, he's, he's this kid's a legit you know NHL prospect. And you know, you just never know. I mean, the, the team was so good and so talented, top to bottom, that there's going to be kids on it that probably don't get to showcase their real ability on a regular basis. They kind of get pigeonholed into that five, six hole, and they're, you know, shutdown guys and puck movers. But that kid has a uh, a level of skill that I don't think he really was able to showcase. Um, to the best of, of his ability and to nobody's fault. He did what was asked of him. And, and you now obviously Dan Muse is an unbelievable coach, but he's going to be, I think he's going to come here and, and we're going to let him play a little bit more um, in terms of freedom with the puck and, and, and a little bit of offensive creativity and all that stuff. And, and just like Josh Maniscalco, I mean, Man- Manny didn't even make it through his 18 season and, and he didn't even go to the worlds. They cut him, you know, they moved him down to the 17s and, uh, and look at how good he was for us. So and it's just it's it's to nobody's fault. I'm not I mean, you know they they just are so deep and so much talent that it's hard to get everybody showcased to the to their level of ability because they just have so much. So um, so Ty is absolutely I, I believe cut from that cloth and he's he's ready to come in here and make a big impact. Uh, Coach, uh, I got to see Josh Don't play a little bit this past weekend with the Steel. Um, he was a lot better on faceoffs than I thought he was, and I want to try and get a statement or uh, a sentence or two from the other guys that you have coming in as freshmen before we get to the transfers. Um, is is that something you recognized in Josh? Because he was winning a lot of faceoffs this weekend. Well, Josh, I think long term, you know, is is probably a guy that you're going to see play down the middle. He may not start down the middle. 
and his, his initial adjustment to college hockey, but knowing that he's on your wing um, and that he can take draws um, is, is going to be hugely important. You know, I think, I think he projects to be a really high-end center um, because he's just so smart and he's so responsible and he's such a good 200-foot player. Um, so nothing he does surprises me. He's just, like, if you know the kid, like, like I do, he, he just, there's nothing about the game that he doesn't study so extensively. He's just so prepared and so dialed in. It's, it's amazing. You know, I mean, he's mature beyond his years, you know, for him to put up 70 points and, you know, and he's an O2 birth year is, is pretty incredible, you know, and, and, and he is, in my opinion, he's the best 200 foot guy in that league. Um, you know, he's going to come in right away and just, it'll, it'll translate. Like you'll see, it'll, it'll translate. So, you know, he, you know, where he's going to go yet, we don't know. We're, we're really deep up there, but he's going to, he's going to fit in and have a big role right away. Uh, you also have uh, Jack Becker coming in as a, at least he's listed as a center. Um, I don't know if uh, that's where he's going to st- – uh, he probably won't start there either. But can you give us a sentence or two about him? Yeah, I mean, Jack's another kid that, that can play up and down your lineup. He can play it on the middle. He can play either wing. He's literally a, he's a jack of all trades. Like, he, he can do anything you need him to do. Um, and just, the you know, the most high-level character kid you can imagine. Uh, people are going to love this kid. He He, he – he was on their first power play at Michigan as a net front guy, you know, which says a lot. Um, but again, another team that's just so deep and rich in talent. And when you got eight first round picks, it's easy to get a little bit lost in the shuffle. Um, but to be their captain and, and do a lot of the great things that he did is something that we're going to embrace and, and really cherish. He's going to come in here and, and, and do really well for us. I mean, you know, when you imagine a kid like that goes in the portal. I mean, he had 60 schools calling him and, uh, <laughs> We, uh, we, were, we were fortunate enough to get him. Uh, you have two guys listed as left wing, Jack Jensen and Jackson Niedermeyer, who uh, I heard uh, you feel is probably the best guy you have coming in. I think he, he is. Well, I don't know if he's going to be the best right away, but I think he has potentially the most, the most upside long term. He, he, he's kind of a hidden gem that's been tucked away up there in Penticton and, and he's been a little bit of a late bloomer. Every year he gets better and better. Had they played a full season this year, he would have been probably a 90 to a hundred point guy in that league. And, um, so, you know, th- when they didn't play, he opted to get a surgery that, that he's been needing to get so he can come in hundred percent healthy. So he, he might take a little bit of time to get back in, in game shape and all that stuff, but he's got time to do it. But long-term, he projects to be very, very good, um, strong, skates you know, really well. I mean, remember how well his dad skated right. um, and, and just, just going to be an impact guy. But uh, Jack Jensen actually is a center. You know, he, he's, a, he's a big, strong, physical center. And what we saw with our team in the Big Ten, it's a, it's a, it's a heavy league. We, we didn't like how light we were. We, did, we, we, thought, we thought that those teams, and a lot of it had to do with our guys getting weaker and not being able to, to train and, and, and do all those things adequately that you need to do during a season to keep up. Um, but we, we, we thought we were a little light. We thought we got pushed around a little bit and we didn't like it. So we definitely got heavier with, with guys like Becker and Niedermeyer and Jensen and Josh Doan. I mean, the kid's, you know, 6'3", you know, 190 pounds. He's no small guy either. Um, and then, you know, Colin Tyson from Notre Dame, who we haven't talked about yet, right. plays is downhill and as heavy as you can imagine. Um, 
So we, 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 we will never be referred to as light and, uh, and, and, uh, not heavy again. That, that was just not, it was a feeling we didn't like. We just didn't like it after how we've been built and, and where we found our success. We thought that, that, uh, we were a little bit exposed playing the schedule that we were. And, and it was something that we, we learned from and, and hopefully evolved from. Uh, and the three defend other defensemen you have coming in, uh, Ethan Samaji, uh, Timothy Acheritis, and um, Timothy Lovell. The, those guys, uh, two of those guys are transfers, and uh, Ethan is is a, is a freshman coming in. Uh, give us a quick roundup of those three guys. And coach, coach, real yeah. quick, Paul. Yeah. Paul's thrilled just to be able to do that. Uh, Greek name. He's been practicing it for about three months now. So. Yeah, you did. You did a good job. It's, you know, thanks. There's not. There's not many people that can say schmaggy and theatritis in the same sentence. But you, <laughs> you, you, you did it. You almost. You almost nailed it. You're just a little off, but yeah. Um, but you'll you'll get there. Uh, yeah, so schmaggy is a schmaggy's a, a really really good player. Strong as an ox. He's ready made to play Division One hockey. He was committed to Michigan. He voluntarily decommitted and, and, and opened himself up. And as you can imagine, a lot of teams were really on him. He still has another year if he wanted to take it, but he's ready now. Um, just, you know, he, he was a second power play guy in Waterloo pretty much the whole time he was there. The specimen off the ice um, just gives us depth and strength back there. And he's going to be a really good college defenseman. Um, and then Tim Theotritis is... is I mean, he's he's a stud. Like this kid's this kid is really good. When he he became available, he was probably one of the most sought after guys in the portal. Um, you know, with everybody, he he's that good, and he was that good at BG. He's got size. He can think. He can make plays. He's dynamic back there. He defends well. Um, you know, he's got three years of really good experience and and playing for a winning program. Um, he was a no brainer. He, he was somebody that we jumped on immediately when he went in and, and, and went really hard after and we're able to get him And, and, and with Timmy level, um, Timmy, Timmy was one of the highest recruited kids in the country in his age group. Um, and we were a finalist the first time around and didn't get him. And we, we just had a great relationship with the family and, and with Timmy and, and he decided obviously to stay home and play for his hometown school. And, um, and it just just didn't feel right for him, you know. And, and we we actually lost a kid, a really highly rated kid, that was committed to us for a long time to another school. He he decided to go somewhere else, and um, and and when that happened, he was projected for us to come in in a year. Um, but when we lost him, uh, just the way that it it it, it kind of looked long term with our depth chart, we decided to jump on Timmy because they're very similar players. We actually think we upgraded with Timmy, but. Um, and uh, and we jumped on him. We just kind of have to look at it as getting that really really highly skilled kid on the back end a year earlier. We have never had a kid like Timmy Lovell. He's he's so skilled and so dynamic, and such a great puck mover and such a prototypical quarterback of a power play. People are gonna love this kid. Um, he is he is a really really good hockey player. So we're excited to showcase him as well. Uh, and and lastly, Coach, because I don't want to leave anybody out, um, Ben Cross, you guys got to come in and I assume back up Cole Brady. Um, just a, a quick word about him before we talk about what uh, fall camp is going to look like, because it sounds yeah. like it's going to be ben, crazy. Ben was actually just here uh, this weekend with his dad visiting, and 
getting the lay of the land and, and checking out his place that he's going to live. And we actually had lunch yesterday and, and, and he's just an unbelievable kid. And, uh, he's another really highly recruited kid coming out of junior. He was a starter in the Ivan Holinka team, um, and went to Miami and it just didn't work for him. You know, it just didn't work out. Um, they're, they're kind of building that program up and, and Burge is doing a great job, but he wanted to change the scenery. And obviously with D Brow wanting to go somewhere where we could get more ice, he, he, he transferred to Bentley and then Justin Robbins is, uh, transferring to Sacred Heart, we had an opening, and and Ben Ben knows what he's up against. He knows that Cole is is we're very high on Cole, and Cole's a projected starter, but he's not afraid of competition, and and we love the depth that we have at that position with him. Okay, Coach, uh, you know, f- for five years we talked about the building. We can put that aside now. That's coming up, so you know where I'm going next, right? It's gonna be, it's gonna be the uh, the conference affiliation, and everybody wants you. Uh, everywhere I go, they're saying like, oh, if we could just add ASU to Hockey East or the Big Ten. Uh, any thoughts on that at this point, or how far are we progressing in that uh, down that road, I should yeah, say? Yeah, you know, um, it's still going to be a little cryptic with you guys, unfortunately, but the good news is... Of a building cryptic. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. The, good, the good news is what I, what I can say is you, you are right. We are wanted. We are, we are desired, which is awesome. Um, now that everybody knows the building's coming, we have a, you know, we, we're a desirable partner for, for a lot of leagues. And, and what I can absolutely tell you without any hesitation is that we are more aggressively pursuing and further along today than we've ever been at any point. Um, and, and we're really excited about what we have going and, and, and the direction that we're heading and who we're talking to and, the work that we're doing, there's hoops, obviously you got to jump through to make these sort of things happen. And, um, our people at ASU are incredibly motivated to jump through every one of them. And it's, it's exciting. So, so when it happens, we're optimistic, something's going to happen sooner than later. Um, I think people are going to be super excited about what we're doing. Um, it, uh, it is, uh, schools are releasing their schedule and I don't expect you to tell us, uh, who's on it since you guys haven't released it yet but is there an ETA as to when that might drop yeah it's it's done and, and with Mitch leaving I think it's delayed about a week we're pro- hopefully okay. within the next 10 to 14 days um what I can tell you is we have 20 home games next year um, yeah which is more I mean we we, we added we had just added a team with Huntsville dropping out uh we were able to, to replace them with two home games which was shocking I thought we were gonna have to replace those with road games and we were able to get two really good home games um, just last week. And so the schedule is done with the Huntsville curveball, which is obviously unfortunate. And I just want to see that. So hopefully they're back in a year. But uh, 20 home games, 16 road games, um, the, you know, it's, it's another independent schedule where you can expect to see really good balance, you know, and, and we know how to schedule independently that to, to, you know, uh, get to where we need to get to in the pairwise. Um, you know, in my opinion, you want to get, you know, a third of your schedule against the top third of, you know, college hockey, a third of it against that middle third and a third of it maybe against the bottom third. And we have that exact balance again and, and, uh, some really, really high end, big time, big name opponents and, um, and, and some, some newer, uh, opponents, if you will, mixed in there as well. So it's a really diverse schedule. We're excited about it. 20 home games. I mean, we're, we're 24, four and two in our last 30 games at home. Uh, not, you know, not including exhibition games and, you know, we're, we're, we're going to be tough to beat in that building. We, we, 
are really motivated to go out in our last season at Oceanside and and and, and play well there in our last season. So to do it with 20 home games is is going to be special. Coach, I, last I, one. Hold on, hold on one second, Paul, and okay. you can jump into it. Last one for me, Coach, is I want to get uh, uh, your thoughts on two names. One we had on the show last week was Rico Blase, and uh, he had a lot of good things to say about your program and you yourself. And the other one is Rick Zombo, who we know uh, through the ACHA channels is uh, going to be playing a hybrid schedule this year and then uh, making the jump in, in an additional year. So and when I say those two names, what comes to mind? Ah, well, good, awesome guys, good friends. Um, I, I'm lucky and fortunate enough to know, they've really gotten to know Rico pretty well over the last few years. He actually came out and visited us um, a couple years yeah. ago for four he, days. He told us and, that last and, Sunday. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, he, he and so we got to know each other really well there and we're able to bounce stuff off of each other. I mean, the guy's got a ton of experience and had so much success at Miami and, and really, really built that program, you know, from you know nothing into what he what he did which is incredible so he, he's gonna he's gonna have st thomas humming quick like real quick um so i'm excited for him and and thrilled he, he's 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 gonna do really really good things there and 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 then zombo's a zombo's a great guy he, he's i actually talked to rick two weeks ago he called me and you know every once in a while he, they'll have some questions to bounce off me and and you know, it's it's good that they're doing that, and and we've been friends for a long time, and had some great battles back in the day. And I think that um, with that facility they have in Lindenwood, and, and you know that, that they just built, that they're playing out of right now, it's Division One ready, it's turnkey. Um, that guy's a hell of a hockey coach. He's done so many great things with them, and I'm I'm thrilled that they're going to continue to give him a chance to build that program at the next level. I have no doubt in my mind that he's going to be successful. Fertile recruiting ground, great hockey town. Um, he, he, it's going to be a really good program at our level. Really good. Uh, Coach, the last one from me. Uh, Brinson Passionate got to make his NHL debut this year. Uh, James Sanchez signed a pro contract. Uh, we know Joey Decord had uh, done Joey Decord things and looked like he was ready to, to take that net. Uh, and Steen Passionate made his professional debut. Uh, just give us a, a quick feeling on on what it's been like talking to those guys and, and, and how are they uh, and how are they doing? They're doing great. They're all doing great. Um, Sanchez back in town. He actually texted me today. Um, we, we, we've had some pickleball battles and he's yet to ever come close to beating me and he's he's insistent that he's going to, which <laughs> it, it'll never happen. Um, but so I'm excited to spend some time with Sanchez you know, that he's back and I know the boys are pumped that he's back, but he, what a great job he did. You know, he moved up and, and, you know, when he had eight, nine games, had six points. I mean, he, he, he did a great job. He's the kind of player. I think that the, the higher levels he plays at and the better players he's surrounded with, that he's going to just kind of immerse himself into whatever situation he's thrown into. He's, he's going to give himself a chance. I really, I really, really believe that to play in the NHL. Um, Then obviously Brenny, Brenny played in four games there at the end and, you could see him getting more comfortable every game. You could see him jumping into the play like he used to, especially in that last game, and his confidence was there. And And he and I talked after that game, and, and I wanted to fly up for it. I was going to fly up and surprise him. I just couldn't quite pull it off in that last game, and I had it set up to do it. So I wish I could have. But um, he, uh, 
By the way, are you guys watching this game right now? This Tampa Bay Florida game? <laughs> yes. Yes. This, this is on, this is honestly <laughs> one of the best hockey games I've ever seen. Like I oh. like this is one of the best hockey games I've ever seen and like it is so good to see people in the stands. Like oh. it, it it honestly just this is like like it's amazing. Like it's it's, it's just, like one of the best sights I've ever seen is this this atmosphere at this game. Like it, it, it's it's unbelievable, and the game is God. Is these two teams good? <laughs> this but, is almost sorry. like a game seven. The way this game is going. Oh yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's just it's. I mean, oh. that, it's, it's it's insane. But uh, so so yeah. So Brinny 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 after that game was was like, Coach, like I, I can do this. Like I'm good enough. I'm like, yeah, I know, <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> and and so he 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 went through those four games, and he's he's licking his chops now, and um. And and I I'll be shocked if he doesn't make that team out of the gates next year. I think he's going to give himself a really good chance. And Steiner, you know Steiner Steiner, he he finally got his chance and he popped a couple big goals. And and uh, San Jose people really like him, so I think he'll be back there next year. And um, Dax is doing great. You know Dax and I talked a couple yeah about a week ago. Um, and uh, you know we're we're talking about some of the stuff with the new arena and putting up a bunch of stuff with him and Brinny and. Um, but he's, he's back, he's back on the ice and, um, I'd be shocked if he doesn't make that team. So, you know, I think you got guys like Tyler Bush who was going to play in Cincinnati in the East coast league and they didn't play. So he went overseas. So he'll probably be in the East coast league and hopefully work his way up. And so it's starting to happen. You know, Maniscalco had a rough year in, in, in Wilkes-Barre and had some injuries and was in and out, but he learned a lot and, and we still believe in, in Manny and, and hope for the best for him. And, um, but I think just all these guys, what they're doing for our program and, um, you know, kind of our, our street cred, if you will, um, you know, cause kids now know they can come here and, and do it. They can come here and make the NHL and, and develop into to pro players. And, um, it's huge. It's just going to keep, keep getting richer and richer every year. Coach, uh, I'm making the, uh, the drive tomorrow over to, uh, Irvine to the old uh, Great Park Ice where you guys were at, and Paul was down to see it. So I'm going to see uh, the Pashnik brothers, I hope, uh, Tuesday afternoon. So it's going to be fun to see them again. Uh, I was there to see Steiner play the other day in, uh, in Henderson as well. So, uh, yeah, you, you're right. They're doing great things. And uh, Steiner even got himself a little scrum, and then Bernie had to come and clean things up for him. Yeah, shocker. You know, um, that's the Steiner's gonna have to do, though. You know, he knows that he's gonna he's gonna have to stir the pot if he's gonna if he's gonna continue to play at that level. And he's he's but he's up to the task. He's he is an incredibly tough kid. He's a kid I, I've always felt, and Tyler Bush is the same way. I, I felt like they uh, translated to the pro game better than the college game, just because of how it's called and um, and the lack of physicality that you're really allowed to have in the college level, like. Those guys are better pro players than they are college players because of how they play. And I'll, and I'll tell you this. The uh, San Jose folks told me uh, last Saturday that they, they really like Steiner on the penalty kill. And I know you're not shocked at that either because he'll sell out for his teammates one after another. But they really like him on the penalty kill. Yeah. I mean, he was on him with us for four years. I mean, he he, yep. he wins draws. He blocks shots. He's, he's really responsible. He's detailed. He's always doing the right thing. We missed him a lot on the kill, a lot. Um, so it doesn't surprise me at all, you know, and I think the more opportunity he's given, um, the more trust he'll earn. He's just that guy that, you know, you give him opportunity and you continue to give him opportunity. He's maybe not the most aesthetically pleasing player because he's just so big and kind of clunks around a little bit. Um, 
But in the moment, as a coach, he's just that player that you start to trust and trust and trust. And then, and then you really start to trust him in defensive situations to get the job done and get a big shot block or win a draw or get a puck out, you know, whatever it may be, get a puck in, um, you know, those little things matter and, and, and they're a lost art and, and he's a guy that can do all those things. Coach, thanks for the time as always. We always appreciate having you on. Uh, don't be a stranger. You're welcome anytime. Uh, the uh, College Hockey Southwest live show that we're doing now was meant to be a, uh, a reaction show after the weekend. Uh, Paul's pushing for uh, games every day of the week because he kind of yes. fell in love with that. <laughs> <laughs> we're I'm gonna miss that too. Like yeah, it, it we was, hugs. Let's go. you know, it, it's it was it was you know, but who knows? You know, it, I'll tell you what, it's gonna just be nice to get back to the a normal season and you know, a packed Oceanside and seeing the people and and it, it's it's we're all we're all jonesing for it. I think everybody. Yep. Well, I'm I'm just looking forward to getting uh, right below my rafter so that I can. Uh, get a few concussions every now and then but coach thanks for your time uh appreciate it have a great week and we'll touch base again real soon okay thanks guys take care thanks coach yeah bye all right that's coach greg powers from the arizona state sun devils i know we went a little long folks but uh, when you got the coach on you got to continue and do what you got to do to uh, to get everything done paul and i are going to be back in about two minutes to uh, wrap up another edition of college hockey southwest live Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. All right, still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? Kessel your guy, big William Carlson fan, or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player, or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. If you live in the valley, you know that there is no shortage of great Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos served all day to combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to BurritoExpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. You're listening to 
Hockey Southwest Live. All right, and we're back. College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by our friends at Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com. Everything that you need for inline, online, on the ice, whatever, uh, get to Behind the Mask or BehindTheMask.com and take care of that for you. Scott Strandy in Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein. Uh, we prodded him along a little bit, that palatial estate. Sometimes he drifts away, folks. He gets out on that big deck of his and just kind of relaxes. But we brought him back in for Coach Power. So uh, we don't have much time, Paul, but uh, just a quick summary of uh, our visit with Coach Powers. Listen, it's never not a good visit. Uh, you always get lots of information. Uh, it, it's nice to get uh, at least a a, a sketch of the players that are coming in. I'm sure that uh, as they get to fall camp, uh, when they start trickling in or when they start coming in, uh, we'll be able to get a better idea uh, from the coach when they actually put them together. But, you know, they're, they're taking advantage of the rule too. St. Cloud had a lot of its seniors come back uh, from their uh, – uh, getting to the Frozen Four Championship game, uh, it's uh, it, it's going to be an awesome uh, season. I, I, I can't imagine that you know that he's basically revamped the entire decor and bringing in lots of competition uh, up front, and you know practice might be as much fun as the games. Paul, the best part that I heard out of that whole thing was uh, he, he's told me this a couple different times now in the five or six years I've been covering this team, six I guess now, um, but he talked about it when he went from ACHA to NCAA about how he had to be big and heavy. He made that adjustment again after playing in the Big Ten and said, hey, we just realized we weren't heavy enough. We need to get heavier, and uh, that that's quite a thing when you're uh, having the success that ASU's had. And uh, you make that type of adjustment now in year six or seven, and you go, you know, we, we, we just aren't playing the way we need to play. Uh, I don't know if that was a hint about the Big Ten being the conference, but he certainly isn't going to get pushed around. And I also like the fact that he d- divided his schedule up into thirds, a third of top level, a third of medium level, and a third of, if you would, the bottom level of college hockey because he knows how to build uh, the, uh, the numbers to be in the pairwise at the he end of the season. He knows the math. Yeah. He knows the math. I mean, so listen. let me let me start right now, Paul, and put out the uh, the magic no, number. Of the no, 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 no. <laughs> 36 games. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll wait a week or two. <laughs> no. One. All right. Wrap it up, wrap it up my friends, so we can say goodnight. Behind the Masks, College Hockey Southwest Live on the IceTimeHockeySW.com network. Brought to you by Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com to order any of our award-winning spirits, including the new Extra Añejo, our double-distilled, tripper-filtered premium taste. Behind the Mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our Three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Burrito Express. Homemade taste, takeout speed. Six East Valley locations. Go to burritoexpress.com to find the one near you. Buy Verizon Wireless, the 5G coverage America's been waiting for. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, 
in Las Vegas. It's the best in barbecue Las Vegas style. By the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, fabulous Las Vegas atmosphere. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. Pre-game, post-game, during the game. The place to be to be with ASU fans. College Hockey Southwest Live presented by Behind the Mask and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and are available for download at iTunes, the Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the Masks, College Hockey Southwest Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well said, my friend, and our thanks again to uh, the Arizona State Sun Devil head coach, Greg Powers, for joining us. So we always appreciate his time, and I know he had one eye on the uh, the NHL game, as he was talking about, but, man, oh, man, the NHL playoffs are off to a great start. That's for tomorrow, folks, on Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, where I will be live from Irvine, California, and the uh, Great Park Ice as we get prepared for uh, – the AHL playoffs, and we'll keep our eye up for Tuesday night, too, as we uh, come back with College Hockey Southwest Weekly and, of course, Club Hockey Southwest Weekly on Wednesday night. Your quad pod of hockey podcast, 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time, live on the Podbean app. All right, my friend, have a good night. We will talk to you again on Tuesday. All right, we'll see you Tuesday. Good night. Good night, everybody.